Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. This is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, April 7th, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On rooms, changing the way we talk sports. Uh, Today on the podcast, we are, of course, going to recap last night's win over the Philadelphia Flyers, as well as some new injury issues that have popped up. Also going to answer a couple mailbag questions and look around the NHL with five days remaining before the trade deadline. Before we get into all that, daily reminder to please subscribe to the podcast. Even if you can't listen every day, it would mean a lot if you subscribed. Hit that download button. Uh, Listen when you can, rate and review, that would be very much appreciated, especially if you're an Apple user. Uh, If you're on Twitter, you can follow along at LOBostonBruins, LockedOnBruins on on Instagram, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now, before we get to the game itself, the Bruins announced prior to puck drop that Charlie McAvoy had been sidelined with an upper body injury. Bruce Cassidy did not have an update on his top blue liner following the game, other than to say he is considered day-to-day. Obviously, losing Charlie McAvoy for any length of time would be extremely detrimental to our Boston Bruins. He has arguably been their best player this season, team MVP, a Norris Trophy candidate if not in the conversation at the very least and a big game coming up on Thursday against the Washington Capitals um, that you know it would be obviously great to have him in the lineup and hopefully he is not for out for too long. Yaroslav Halak also remained on the COVID-19 list prompting head coach Bruce Cassidy to call upon 22 year old Jeremy Swayman to make his NHL debut And he came through in a big way. He made 40 saves in a win over the Philadelphia Flyers on Tuesday. And, oh man, it was just such a joy to be able to watch this kid do his thing. And I kind of feared the worst for him, seeing as though McAvoy's out, Brandon Carlo's already out. But uh, Swayman came through huge and... Um, had a great interview after the game as well. He said, it's a game. It's a game that I love. I enjoyed every second of it. That's what a lot of the vets told me going into it, especially Tukes. Enjoy it. It's once in a lifetime. That's exactly what I did. I love this game. To do it on the biggest stage with the best players in the world, how could you not have fun doing that? It was fun. It was fun. (laughs) He just kept saying, which was really, really cool to see. Um... Cassidy said he's pretty relaxed, competitive guy, obviously. He had to face a lot of shots on most nights when he was at Maine, and that's kind of atypical of the Bruins, but they did a nice job in the third in front of him. He deserved it. Much better support than we gave him, Cassidy said, but he eventually got it in the third, and he was happy for him to get his first win. Certainly earned it in an important game. One of the 
Uh, highlights for me was a shorthanded save that he made off Scott Lawton, and then the Bruins came back and scored. Uh, Patrice Bergeron scored on the power play shortly thereafter. A huge uh, momentum saving part as the Bruins were being kind of drastically outshot in the second period but he held strong and gave the Bruins a chance to uh, come away with the win which he did which again was really cool to see. One of the stories of the night was the play of Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand who uh, like Swayman came up big and helped carry the team to the win. Bergeron recorded his sixth career hat-trick picked up the 900th point of his NHL career on the first goal, becoming just the fourth player in club history to reach that mark, joining Ray Bork, Johnny Busick, and Phil Esposito. Marchand continued his shorthanded supremacy with the winning goal at 821 of the third, his 29th career shorthanded goal, extending his club record. Uh, He also set a new record as the goal was his 48th career shorthanded point, propelling him past Eddie Westfall and Bobby Orr for top spot in Bruins history. Bruce Cassidy credited his two best forwards for uh, pulling the Bruins along. One's the captain, one's the assistant. They're elite players in the league. They're always talked about when it comes to leadership in Boston and throughout the league and in awards discussion as well. They're clearly the two best forwards. Craig Smith has done a good job alongside them, trying to read off them, feed off them, He can't say enough about them. Obviously, the difference makers tonight, and they needed it. On the other side of things, um, Cassidy kind of called out the second line after the game. Like I said, the second period was incredibly lopsided. And, um, you know, you look at the top line that's right now made up of Marchand, Bergeron, Smith. Then you have uh, the second line that's pretty well established with... uh, Krejci, Pasternak, and Richie, and then some younger guys that uh, still are looking to um, secure a full-time spot at the NHL level. Zach Sinitian had took a seat to Chris Wagner in this one. Wagner recorded an assist on Bergeron's uh, third goal, um, and Cassidy kind of mentioned how he can kill penalties and he's valuable that way. But then he said that between the second and third periods, he kind of uh, made the point that they have this young guy going in, playing his first NHL game, basically staying on his head. The guys that have NHL talent need to provide NHL effort with that talent in the checking game and managing pucks. Guys that aren't quite at the same level as NHL talent, they have to work on their NHL execution and make good reads and decisions. They're asking for a little bit of both from each kind of player or each category the player falls into, and he thought they did get it. Certainly on the shorthanded goal, Jeremy Lozon made a great play to Marchand on a two-on-one. He did shorten the bench a little for guys that were willing to check and manage pucks and play the right way to help our goaltender, and it worked for them. Uh, That resulted in David Krejci, David Pasternak not quite getting as much ice time in the third period, Uh, although Pasternak did record an assist on um, Bergeron's second goal, but still, uh, it was clear that he wasn't particularly happy with some of the guys who weren't putting in max effort on a night when your number one defenseman is out 
and you're relying on a rookie goaltender to stand on his head, not really giving him the support that he needs or deserves in that situation. And uh, thankfully, he rose to the task. Thankfully, Bergeron and Marchand came up to the task as well, and they were able to uh, come out with a huge two points in regulation over the Philadelphia Flyers to extend their um, lead for fourth place in the East Division in the race for the final playoff spot. Swayman said he was very grateful for the support he's received from Bergeron, Rask, other players. Every one of the guys came up to him after to congratulate him, he said. Goes to show what kind of organization we have. At the end of the day, my job is to stop pucks. That's what I wanted to do in order to give the team a chance to win. And he said it it was a night he is going to cherish forever, but he's far from satisfied. I'm going to come to the rink every day, be ready to learn. Hockey is that kind of sport that can humble you. If you think you know everything, I know I'm going to do everything I can to learn more every day. And we love to hear that here at the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Two very solid young guys in net at the moment. In Jeremy Swayman, Dan Vladar, probably a bit earlier than we anticipated seeing them making starts. Uh, But, you know, as early as next season, one or both, I don't know, that might be a stretch, but one of these guys could be backing up at least. Um, And either way, it really seems like the future is pretty bright in net for the Bruins. Um, Although, like I said, it's probably a bit too early to be relying on these guys night in and night out. Like I said, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the NHL. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA and MLB. Go to their Uh, free locker room app right now currently available just on ios devices create a profile link your twitter join the group for the latest league updates and uh, i'll be sure to be on there as soon as there is a android app uh, or else i'll try to jump on soon as well with my wife's iphone so that we can get started talking on there as well download the locker room app today changing the way we talk about sports Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The championship bar has been named, and now you can go back and taste each of the 18 delicious Built Bars that they have available. They're covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, but they're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat because they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Put together your next box of Built Bars. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And finally, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts as host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. All right, Wednesdays here on Locked On Boston Bruins, I answer some of your mailbag questions. I got a couple that were sent in unsolicited, which I always love to see. Before we get to that, I wanted to 
uh, just respond to who, one, is not a mailbag question per se, but it was a, a tweet sent out by Joe Haggerty, Hacks with Hags, last night after the game saying, 40 saves for Jeremy Swayman in his winning NHL debut. I think Tuka Rask may have some incentive to heal up that bad back quickly because this is the guy he's going to lose his number one gig to when it does happen. Now, I loved what I saw from Jeremy Swayman last night. He seems like a great kid. He made 40 big saves for the Bruins in the win. Uh, but with all due respect, Tuka Rask is the winningest goalie in franchise history. The net is his for as long as he is in black and gold. And while he is an unrestricted free agent at season's end, you know, one good start from probably the future number one netminder does not uh, rattle him at all, I'm sure. Tuka Rask, when healthy, is one of the best goalies in the NHL and... You know, the fact that he is sidelined at the moment should really give Don Sweeney pause as to how he will approach the uh, trade deadline, not to mention the um, questions on the blue line at the moment with McAvoy out, with Carlo out, with Jeremy Lozon, Jacobs Worrell still trying to figure it out. Yes, Kevin Miller was back, but he was put on the top pair with Matt Grizzlick. Obviously not ideal, but... Um, right now, you know, Matt Grizzlick is probably the only defenseman that I really trust on a regular basis. And he's more, I mean, he's very solid in his own end, but he's not quite a shutdown defenseman or an all around kind of guy like Charlie McAvoy. Um, so yeah, some real questions on the blue line right now. I was kind of shocked that, Swayman and company were able to pull out the victory over the Flyers, but maybe that says more about the Flyers at this point than it does about uh, the Bruins' situation. Uh, so yes, Swayman looked very good, uh, but it should not be an excuse to to levy some um, serious rask slander. Uh, some people will look for any opportunity to uh, take away from what he's done as a Boston Bruin, and uh, I'm just not not going to have it. So, a couple questions that were sent in. First one from Patrick Tolan 5 on Twitter. Do you think the Bruins will be able to turn it on more in the playoffs? I personally don't feel threatened by the Islanders or Penguins in the playoffs. I feel like we are a veteran group that has been there and will get at least to the second round. Well, I love your uh, optimism, Patrick. I love your enthusiasm. At the moment, uh, based on how the team has played against the Islanders in particular this season, I'm not particularly uh, hopeful for a second-round appearance if they are indeed matched up with them. Uh, if they're matched up with the Capitals in first place or the Penguins, it could be a real, uh, a real tough go for this Bruins group at the moment. Now, of course, you have to take into account injuries. Uh, there's the trade deadline coming up. I don't know what... Don Sweeney has up his sleeve, uh, but I will say that the recent performance of Brad Martian and Patrice Bergeron has been incredibly encouraging. You see these two elite level players stepping up, carrying the team, and you know I'm kind of conflicted because on the one hand you see the Bruins 
probably logically not really the year to go for it per se, to be adding, to be aggressive. But at the same time, you see uh, Bergeron and Marchand, the way they play night in and night out, and you think, yes, Sweeney should do whatever he can to give these guys a chance when they're still at their peaks to uh, try to win. Once you get in, anything can happen. Um, I just think the Bruins are not one, not two, but, you know, three, four pieces away at the moment um, and would need some, a lot of things to go right. Uh, but yes, to answer your question, I do think they will be able to turn it on more in the playoffs. They are a veteran group. They've been there before. They know what it takes to be successful in the playoffs, and that uh, will continue to serve this group well. Second question came from Eric Michael on Instagram. The two sports I follow are hockey and baseball. I'm a Sox fan, and I know you are a Blue Jays fan. That's correct. I live about an hour west of Toronto. Uh, Big Blue Jays fan. What an exciting team to root for. Unreal young talent. Completely agree. If you had to pick between a Bruins Cup or a Jays World Series this year, which one are you picking? That's a very good question. And... Um, one that I actually wrestled with a couple years ago when the Bruins and the Toronto Raptors were both in the final. Um, I had a chance to have both teams win on consecutive nights. Obviously, the Bruins fell short while the Raptors did win. Uh, the Blue Jays are probably my first sports love or the team that I have the oldest memories of rooting for, like back when I was four or five years old. Uh, watching George Bell, etc. But if I had to pick, it would probably still be a Bruins Cup. There's nothing like that. I've experienced championships for both teams. One as a a youngster with the Blue Jays back-to-back, 92-93. One with the Bruins in 2011. A couple finals that were just devastating and heartbreaking. Um, But, you know, the Bruins are my number one most passionate team for me uh, as a fan and I always want them to succeed I do think the Blue Jays are probably a bit closer and that in the next two three four five years they could very well hit that mark while the Bruins are kind of on the downswing Uh, but if I'm talking this year uh, I always want the Bruins to come out on top and uh, you know that's what I'm here to talk about every day and I I love this team so much there's a reason I host this podcast I'm not really interested in hosting uh, Locked On any other team. So thanks for those questions. Please do send them in whenever you think of them at uh, Locked On Boston Bruins or at Ian C. McLaren. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the major sports leagues as well as awards and reality TV. They provide real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, it's also free to sign up. Just head to their website, use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the fantasy advice you need to win your league from Locked On Fantasy Hockey Expert Scott Cullen. He'll give you all the tips, insights, and analysis on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, which you can get wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL as we do around here. Uh, some interesting results in the East Division last night. The Sabres beat the Devils. Uh, the Islanders shut out the Capitals 1-0. And the Rangers beat the Penguins 8-4. So that, along with our Bruins win over the uh, Flyers, leaves the standings as such. The Islanders and Capitals tied at 54 points. The Penguins sit at 50 points, and now the Bruins are at 46 points, four points back of the Penguins with three games in hand. They're also now five points up on both the Rangers and Flyers with two games in hand on each. So the Bruins pretty comfortably in a playoff spot at the moment with a definite chance of catching the Penguins even. Uh, very slight point percentage difference between the two teams, 641 for the Penguins, 639 for the Bruins. Uh, so that's how the standings sit at the moment. Speaking of the Capitals, they had some uh, encouraging news as goalie Henrik Lundqvist remains intent on resuming his playing career, and they aren't ruling out a return to play later this season. There has been some chatter that they might look to add a goalie Prior to the deadline, as they're relying on youngsters like um, Samsonov and Vanacek. But, uh, you know, if Lundqvist were to return, it might be a tall order to ask him to guide the team to a playoff push. But, um, you know, it would be pretty cool if he was given the green light to return to action this season. Between him and Chara, I mean, uh, they would be, uh, yeah... Just an interesting team to watch for sure. Not say root for them per se, but it would be an interesting hockey story to be sure. Jake Vertanen was the latest member of the Canucks added to the COVID protocol list. You may remember earlier in the season, there was some DeBrusque for Vertanen trade speculation. Uh, there are now 18 Canucks players on the COVID list. And um, yeah, just a really crazy situation going on out there in uh, BC right now hope all the Canucks are able to recover uh, soon and well and um, yeah just wish them all the best right now certainly that takes a backseat uh, or hockey takes a backseat to their health at the moment I mentioned that Devils Sabres game Taylor Hall was held out of that game for quote-unquote precautionary reasons as the Sabres get set to put him on the trade market or, you know, work on a trade for him. Uh, the same thing happened on Sunday with Kyle Palmieri, uh, who is believed to be on the move before the end of the week as well. He's been linked to our Bruins, the Leafs, Islanders, Avalanche, Predators. Um, Taylor Hall could be a fit for the Bruins as well, some people believe. I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, but it looks like those two guys for sure will be on the move. And uh, the Bruins looked like they were being linked to both Palmieri and Dmitry Kulikov in kind of a two birds, one stone deal where they would get a defenseman and a forward. Uh, so we'll see kind of, again, uh, where Don Sweeney decides to go here prior to the deadline. A lot of moving parts, a lot of question marks. Uh, is Tugarask going to be healthy? Is Charlie McAvoy going to be healthy? And uh, if there is long-term concern about either of those players, it might change their deadline plans. But at the moment, I still do think uh, the Bruins will be 
uh, buyers. I did remark on Twitter last night that, you know, the wise thing might be to trade David Krejci, who's an unrestricted free agent, and I'm not sure that he'll be coming back. But, um, you know, wisdom doesn't always prevail in hockey. It's a very limited seller's market, and I bet they could get uh, a huge return for David Krejci uh, to bring in some picks, prospects, even maybe a roster player. That's effective. Uh, But, again, I, I don't really see that happening. They're more likely to buy and try to load up for a uh, hoped-for playoff run, uh, but at the moment, I'm not really sure I see them going too far with so many questions on the blue line and with Rask's, um, you know, status kind of uncertain. Having said all that, um, very encouraging win for the Bruins last night, a huge test for them tomorrow against the Capitals, and we'll be back on the pod to preview that game. Uh, no practice or media availability today for the Bruins, so kind of a rest day. Uh, maybe Don Sweeney will be working the phones. If anything breaks, be sure to keep it locked to Locked On Boston Bruins by subscribing to the podcast. Follow at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter, and I'll keep you updated as best I can. Hope you all have a great Wednesday, first day of online learning up here in Ontario, and we're going into a 28-day stay-at-home lockdown. Uh, so please uh, send some positive vibes up here as... Uh, could be a bit of a another long stretch third uh, lockdown that we're facing here. Fourth, I can't even keep track, but third wave of COVID is on, and uh, yeah, not not fun at all. But just trying to do the best we can to get through it, stay safe, and stay healthy, um, and stay positive. So please do take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other, and I'll try to follow the same advice. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.